All right, welcome back to another Red Cedar Wrap. This week, Matt and Jake are going to go through the Wisconsin game. Nice win right before a couple road games ahead of us. And then we talk a little bit more about favorite uniforms and some statistics on three-point shooting. With that being said, let's get it. Marching band. So last time on the podcast, we talked about Purdue fans hating Michigan State fans and how we didn't really <laughs> know about that growing up and while we were in school until after we left. Now we realize how much Purdue fans hate us. Growing up, after Michigan, Wisconsin was the basketball team I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Ryan. Hated Bo the Ryan. Grinch. We can never win there. The Grinch. <laughs> no, I know the game on Friday was at home, but Wisconsin teams, even now, they still just bug me. Yeah. Especially Brian Davis. And I think I was going to say, he came Brian off Davis. as like sorry, being man. like such a great guy. And then, what, last year, everyone was like, oh, this guy's just ridiculous. He reminds me of um, the guy from Duke, Allen. Grayson. Uh, yeah. Grayson, thank you. But probably not as complainy because Grayson was over the top. I mean, he was Duke, so like it makes sense. But like, he kind of reminds me of that attitude. Yeah, Brad Davis, like he's not good at basketball, so he uses like tactics that a person that's not good at basketball would do. Like a lot of taking charges, but a lot of times he's just sliding over at the last second to get him. Uh, pushes off a lot offensively. Doesn't not that good offensively at all. Doesn't really have much athletic sk- skill. <laughs> And Go in, get them, <laughs> get them. <laughs> Wisconsin's always been that kind of a team, though, you know. Very yeah. Blue collar. I mean, not to say, but there's a lot of white dudes. Not the a lot of ath- white dudes. Not the most athletic team that just does the little things that annoy you. And that's what's kept them alive. They, I mean, there was a, a long time there where, I think until a couple of years ago, they were finishing the top four in the Big Ten for like... Ever. 20 years. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Ever. Like, they would never really win anything until they went to the final. The finals against Duke in 2015, I believe. Same year we were in the final four with them. But God, there's always such an annoying team, and we could never win at the Cole Center. It was just like a thing. Now we've kind of broken that a little bit. We've beaten them quite a few times recently, especially since Bo Ryan has left. But man, I hated them. Still, do. yeah. I mean, they always had like for years. You'd have those like two or three guys in the that can hit threes, or you get like an Ethan Hap that can just fundamentally beat you down low thank god he's gone seriously thank god he's gone i felt like he was there forever i feel like i feel like them and purdue get guys that just stay (laughs) forever well yeah because i was on that team that went to to national championship and he was even there last year so it just felt like forever it just is an eternity trying to beat these guys anyways you're right and going there is tough enough to beat them and they're always a tough team playing at home too Mm -hmm. though this game was it was enjoyable to watch in different parts. Now there are sections where we definitely thank God we had a lead going into it, but there were sections that uh, could have been better. But man, for majority of this game, it was what we needed after that loss. It was it was a good bounce back. It was good to get a home win, um, and especially going to two road games coming up. That was very important win yeah, for us. We predicted kind of a blowout for us this game after the loss at Purdue. It was looked like it was going to be a blowout uh, there, 
Started in the second it half. Should've. I think we went up like 17 or 19, something like that. Yeah, then we got Wisconsin, up to 25. And then Wisconsin cut it to six, though, early in the first, second half. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. wild. And then we did, yeah, we did open it up there late in the uh, second half, and then they kind of closed it up late on us when yeah. took a lot of the starters out. But another one thing I was impressed with is that Cassius, and we'll talk about the record breaker in a second, but of Cassius course. did not play his best game, maybe one of his worst games, i say, of the year. Easily. S- six points. Um. I, what was the shooting percentage? It was it was low. I don't it was it three up. for twelve, three for so twenty five percent. Zero for three at three point and four assists. But it was the other guys that stepped up. It was Aaron Henry. It was Gabe Brown. I believe went five for five. Yep. Uh, and Rocket Watts played extremely well. It in and that's what we were waiting for, right? That was what we were saying be- before at the beginning of the season. It's like. All right, let's say Cash has an off game because he's going to have it. It's going to come up. Who's your step-up guy? And we were kind of sitting there going, well, you got a lot of guys that could be it. It was just good to know someone else on the team could take the scoring away. And it's also very positive because you can look at it in a threatening way. Because if you're preparing for Michigan State and you can shut down Cassius, and a lot of it was on Cassius, not necessarily their great defense, but let's just say you do, you still have to be put into factor all those guys you just mentioned. And it kind of goes back to what I said about Wisconsin not being the most most athletic team. The three guys that really stepped out that we mentioned there are maybe our most athletic players, <laughs> and Gabe Brown and Watts and Henry. Those guys, like Watts, I've always think about. You know, he always has the skills. It's just that can he hone them in? But he just he was more athletic and better than who's guarding him. Mostly Brad Davidson. Like he's able to shake them just using his superior athleticism. And that was nice to see. And it's nice to see it going forward where we have a player, you know, All-American and Cassius that, like you said, like I have the best nights and still get a 12-point win that probably was, should have been more. But Were you surprised that you didn't see um, a lot more rotation? Because if you look at it, like Tillman, Henry, Gabe Brown, and Winston all had over 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. was, that was just a lot more of starters in. And even Bingham got 16, which is, to me, more than he's usually getting. And maybe quote me if I'm wrong on that. But it felt a lot longer on yeah, the floor. Yeah, usually that amount. It's somewhat surprising. But, I mean, the game was never fully at hand, although we were up till big late. Like, never fully at hand because they did come back there, as we mentioned. Um, they'd had a lo- pretty good long layoff, too, mm-hmm. uh, playing on Sunday. And then I had to play till Friday. That I believe the guys were probably pretty fresh. Playing at home too. I mean, I think playing at home, there's just more juice, more juice in the legs with the home crowd behind you. Well, and even since like everyone's losing road games right now, I mean, it's yeah. it's impossible to win Which is road wild. games in the Big Ten right now, and it's incredible. On um, just just for the fact of this year alone, and how that is holding true this far into the season, it is crazy. Like, did any Big Ten teams on the road win this weekend? It's a great question. Indiana actually, did. Indiana yeah, won. Indiana but that won. was it. It went at Nebraska. But other than that, holding the form. Home so that win. so that so that kind of hurts going into this week because we've got two of them. Oh, I was going to bring that up. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. And in like one of them, the second one, Minnesota. At least at least you've scouted. We've played. We kind of know what we're getting ourselves in. Now Minnesota is no pushover either. They they've won games and they can play. Um and and they hit us in the paint hard the first game. Um, but you got to start with Thursday. You're going five day break again. Yeah, you, know, yep. you got plenty of time to get ready for it. 
but Indiana too, same amount of time for rest for them. There is no other game in the Big Ten outside of Michigan two games that I wanted more this year than this one. I want revenge from last year. <laughs> I want to beat them at their place so badly. Yeah, you know they're they need a, a win. Indiana needs a big win, and the place is going to be going crazy on Thursday night. They That's also right. have the, you know, they they played Saturday and they've got off until us too. So they yeah, they exactly. it's going to be a prep prep week, and it's going to be tough to go in there. We're the now ranked eleventh team. We're going in with the target on the back like usual, but that stadium, there's something about it, or that arena, or whatever. It's tough, and so it'll be an interesting markup and seeing how one Cassius brings it back. Right, I'm not too worried about it, but again slumps can linger and so let's see how that predict uh progresses through through the next game but then who's going to step up who's going to be the guys right we've seen everyone have a nice little star step you know x is going to get his but who is it going to be aaron henry you know a little bit more bouncing step a little bit better shooting like to see who that's going to be yeah i think winston needs to step up on uh on thursday the guard play i think we definitely have an advantage over Indiana. Indiana's decently skilled inside. They got some they got some ball players down there with uh Tillman and you know Marcus will have their their hands full, but I think more it's just gonna be man, these road games are just so like no one's winning. Like literally in Big Ten, you cannot win on the road this year. I think there's a total of seven wins this year by Big Ten teams against Big Ten teams. And most of those are against Nebraska and Northwestern. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that holds. Um, it'd be nice to break that stride with two wins this week. That's for sure. You know, coming around the stretch, I didn't. I didn't really take a look at Indiana, Minnesota, and then Northwestern. Go, okay, yeah. this is going to be a test. But it is. I mean, two back-to-back road games and not a lot of time to prep for Minnesota. Minnesota on Sunday on the road. Yeah, exactly. Playing Thursday, Sunday's tough. Sunday's going to be. National TV again on Fox, 3 o'clock. It's going to be one of the bigger games that Minnesota hosts is here. That place that place is sneaky, like can get pretty raucous, get pretty loud. It's not the biggest gym. And the way it's set up where you're kind of like on a stage where you're above the benches and some of the crowd, it it gets pretty crazy in there. So these are two tough, like like line wise where do you see him i see him coming at like i probably would guess right now michigan state will probably be like a two-point favorite against indiana yeah and then maybe depending on what happens indiana obviously would affect the line on sunday but i'll even put like i put minnesota as like a one to two-point favorite on on sunday so state you're giving state the favorite thursday just to clarify i think, it, I think minnesota's a, a better team than indiana yeah i hear I you think oturu right now especially playing all American level. Yeah. I, I even saw that a mock draft for the NBA coming out. He's a top fifteen player right now, which is crazy. I mean, where was he Whoa. any other year? Yeah. I actually didn't even know Great. that. Yeah, it was like what? Oh, two rules? Yeah. I mean he's throwing out. Oh, I mean he has the last since he played us, I've only heard his name on BTN. Yeah, so he's I mean, what's the average? You know, he dropped thirty on Michigan, I think he had what, twenty five yep. on us. Yeah. So twenty four, something like that. And he's been doing the same thing over and over and over again here. So he's playing outstanding. And since so, such a big game for them, these are uh, to my my mind, these are both toss up games for us. It's fifty fifty. If we can get out of the week one and one, I'm happy with it. 
I won't be happy just because I know how good we are and I know we should win both games, but I understand the reasoning of that that statement. Yeah. Um, and and if you're going to take, because, again, we're probably going to take three or four more losses going yeah. in because it's oh, still yeah. that tough. If it's one of these away games, especially at Indiana, not that bad. Um, going back to your spread, I, I, I would put Michigan State uh, minus four going to Indiana. I'm going to push it a little bit more of an envelope because every time – you know, I go to and I go, yeah, that that's something I could see and I could take. When you push it out one possession to two, mm-hmm. that's where I go. Oof, I don't know if I could touch that, and that's and that's how it's felt like with MSU lines. I to, wish lines year. came out earlier for college basketball. Like oh, football but, lines come out Sunday because that's a little Saturday. bit easier to justify. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you don't know who's injured by the time. Well, lines can change any time. Yeah, because things happen in the conference. I, I mean, I get why they do basketball differently. But, but you're right. It would be nice to know what the starting one is and be able to track it. Like, did it start if, exactly. you know, four under three days ago and now it's down to two? Why is that? It could definitely help the betting come out line. Like the night before, so it's tough. But, yeah, no, that, that's annoying. But, but that, the reason why I said one of one, I'd be happy with it splitting is, I mean, I put, said that thing at the end of the year. Like, hey, if you split your road – and you win your home, you're 15 and five. They probably win the Big Ten. Good point. Good we, point. Two road games. We won our all our home games so far. We split going in to the next week, coming home against Northwestern, <laughs> seven and two. I mean, I'm just looking at schedule too. But this week's teams like Illinois has got a tough game against Purdue tomorrow. Like, yeah, they could lose that. Rutgers got Iowa. Like these teams, there's gonna be so many losses that if we can come out of this week with just two losses through nine games, it's setting up well for us to win the Big Ten. Or even just have it with one, yeah. <laughs> but no, but for you're sure. right. I mean, if we get out of the weekend with going, oh, be what, great. Eight and one, we're eight and one. Big Ten, like so. It's got to be eighty percent chance we win the Big Ten at that point. Yeah. Well, here, here's here's the crazy thing because we talk about this every time we're on here, right? When you have that many losses, it's going to hurt the, the the NCAA tournament. The hardest part is we're watching the Big Ten just fade away in the rankings. Now I understand rankings don't mean a lot every week. They change. I get that, but it does play in part of what you're going to be seated into the future. And it is a good, a decent benchmark, decent, not perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's hurting the big 10. In fact, of like, we've talked about this before of like seeding in the tournament, but I think we're going to get a bunch of teams still like, yeah, we might not have the highest, we're the highest rated big 10 team right now at 11, but we're going to have nine or 10 teams. in there. But doesn't it say something, though, if your entire conference gets 3 through 12, right? If you're the 3 through 12, you don't get a 1, you don't get 2, you get maybe 1, 3, and everyone else is a 5, 6, or a lower, that provides a lot of Big Ten playing Big Ten, or you're going to get a lot of the toughest roads to the Final Four. Oh, yeah. yeah, they might be good, but now you got to play six tough games, whereas if, you know, if we had five really good teams, maybe you get a one, a two, a f- two couple fours, and a five, right? And now you're giving these five teams way better opportunity of getting to the final four. Yeah, we're definitely like I guess my fear ourselves. Yeah, I guess my fear is regardless of how great and how good we feel about it. Now, granted, we can come in and just win, but I feel like we get there, we're put setting ourselves up to have the toughest way to win this and. Out of every of these teams this year, I really feel like a Big Ten should be winning this this year. You know, there's no standout candidate, but it's just after this kind of year and what you have to put in the work you have to put in this conference to win it, there should be one if not two. Yeah, I mean, final. I think it says as well for how tough the tournament can be going through such a t- tough gauntlet here in, in conference. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, I was looking at this earlier. Uh, we are the second 
best four-loss team in the country. The first is Seton Hall at number 10. The the rankings-wise. Yeah, rankings-wise. Yeah, I mean, we beat Seton Hall, so should we be ahead of them? Maybe. But it's not about exactly if you beat this team, you should be ranked higher than that team. It's not how it always works. But... Yeah, it's just voters, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. mean, I don't. What's the, what's the point difference between us getting top ten? Thirty, thirty, so not that much. Thirty, but that's a couple of votes at. Yeah, I mean, Seton Hall's won big games recently. That win at Butler was crazy. So, recency bias for sure for the voters saying that it's a big yeah. win. Yep. Butler then went lost again to DePaul. Got blown out by DePaul, so that yeah. was <laughs> good. But it's good to have like a, a road win, a true road win against Seton Hall's. Like we talked about before, is going to be huge gonna be mm-hmm. huge so last game last time we had the podcast we went off about favorite players remem- memories and so yeah be kind of different thing that i was thinking about what are your thoughts on the jerseys that we wear that we wore on friday like we i would love sit for a while i would love statistics on our win loss ratio and by how much like what's the win per, like points yeah, by that'd be interesting per jersey uniforms because I here's the thing is the 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 neons for football are terrible, Agreed. but I don't mind them for basketball. They're not my favorites. I love the all green, and even all white all green. Fresh. Oh, but, I love the all. all right, green. We'll talk about our favorite in a second. But yeah, do you? I don't hate the black and and neon. Yeah, the kids definitely like it. I mean, it's definitely a clean look. Does it really look like Michigan State? Not really, but I've kind of like kind of grown into them just because like, we've worn them so much. Yeah. Yep. I would like to know what the, what the stats are. That uh, would be awesome to know. I would say our best one's got to be the white with the script. That's my favorite. Oh, 100%. And it's probably our best winning percentage because you wear them in big games more than anything. I do love the script. You're right. I would love to get those script in green. <laughs> and, but I'm I'm consistent through from chi- – this is just childhood nostalgia. Just the, the dark green for both sports have always been my favorite. I've always loved seeing the green come out. Football for sure for me green basketball this the state yeah the state script but whites are just the best I do like the script coming out too it's the best with the with like the yellow basketball on the side of the shorts Oof. so good like I said if we can get those green get those in green scripts man come on we should be able to do that <laughs> you're right that actually would be pretty sweet maybe that'll be like a tournament thing but I do they are growing on me as much as I hate the neon for football I kind of like the black with just the neon it's the all neons that we wore the one time terrible, but when oh, it's just, yeah. when it's subtle oh, with yeah. the black. Uh, what like about that. the uh, the uh, airbase carrier camo? I guess cool for the occasion. Yeah, I would never wear this again. Yeah, the one of the worst ones were the bronze ones we wore. That actually oh. it was it was the the script state bronze. I think bronze. we played. We played I remember Georgetown. Costello. Played Georgetown at at the Garden, I believe, and we was wore it those. The garden? Yeah. yeah, lost that game. Those are terrible. Watching, watching Costello wear it, I remember. I can visualize him in that. It's like like a. It wasn't even bronze. It was like a bad. Because at least in bronze with the football team, like the helmet, it shines and things. You know, mm-hmm. the the basketball team just didn't look that good. The the MACs they haven't busted out recently. I'm not a fan of the Mac. Yeah, those are all right. I like the script because it's us, you yeah. know, and that's classic. Yeah, I, I like the font of the numbers and jersey and the lettering for the last names on this mac but not really the mac itself yeah all right i want to get you one more statistic thought real quick and something that i i feel like 
as in something. So one thing we've talked about uh, recently is one thing I've we've harped on that needs to get better is three point percentage, right? And yes. I want to say like five or six games ago, seven games, whatever, it was at thirty one percent. As a team, we're up to thirty three point eight, so that is dramatically gone up. And yes, two point eight percent makes a big one because the law averages it's very difficult to move up after time, but. How many top 15 teams are above 33.8% from the three-point line? What are we? We are all ranked, or what? Are, what is our percentage? Yeah, our, give me my, our percentage. So I can our percentage basically. right now is 338 from the three-point arc. Oh, so that's what we are. So who's higher? Yeah. How many people are higher? Who than is that? higher out of the top 15? How many teams are higher than us? I'm going to go five. Five teams in three-point average is yes. higher than us. Twelve. Oh, shit. Twelve teams are higher than to us. trick me or something. Yeah, I know, right? No, it That's is still – it's still reduced. However, those teams are still between the 35 and 39% rank. Okay. So is it something that's terribly big? No. You would no. say no. Still. But – We got to get up to that, like, 38. For every 100 shots you take, yeah. right, that's two or three games you're missing – one, two, or three more three-pointers, that's six, nine yep. points, that starts adding up. But it's a big difference from being at 31. Because if you're at 31, now all 15 are above you. Struggling. And you're struggling, and now it's not nine points. We're talking 12, Who's worse points. than us in the top 15? Auburn. Okay. Auburn was one of them. Uh, West Virginia was it's the crazy. lowest. Auburn still scores so many points. Yep. Well, that doesn't surprise me more at West Virginia. They, they do it defensively. So West Virginia, Auburn, um, who is actually at 16. So uh, my apologies. Uh, okay. And actually, surprisingly enough, Kentucky. So uh, those three at the back end were b- below us. But the top 10, all everyone in front of us, better three-point three shooting. Now, wow. the other concern I had with that when I thought of this is how many of those are contested for them? Because a lot of our threes are wide open. You know, we are very good at selecting the right three-point shot. We very rarely take one contested or take a dumb one. You might get a Rocket Watts one because, hey, he's going to take one, but he's also hit them too. Mm-hmm. So that also gives me a concern. But we're trending to the right area, right? Through 31 to 33.8. You know, you keep that statistic up, you know, we sure enough, we'll be in that 35 to 40 range. So am I too worried? No, I'm positive and moving up. But when you look at it overall, the top teams, we're still not there yet. Anyways, I thought that was pretty f- fun fact fighting there today. That is very interesting. Oh. One thing I'll say about the game too that I did not like was that technical call on Gabe Brown. I mean, come on. Yeah. What? He that barely was... pu- it does the, like a pull up thing. Like that is such generic thing in, like the NBA. I know it's not the NBA, but it's like he barely pulls up and they give him the tech. I was like, come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It doesn't. It wasn't even like trying to intimidate anybody. Or like, you know, it's supposed to be like a taunting penalty or foul. Just ridiculous. But it's like, come on. All right, I'm gonna give you one more before we we wrap this up. One more over under. Okay. okay. How many over under is gonna be set at two and a half? Over under travel calls we have next week against Indiana. Oh Indiana. <laughs> It's funny, so I was in the car driving back right before the game started. I didn't get it back to the house in time to watch the beginning of the game. And 
listening to on the radio, and I heard a whistle. I was with my buddy in the car, and I there was like, and Henry with the ball, and I heard a whistle. I go travel, and then he goes, <laughs> and it's a travel. Michigan State. He's like, how'd you know that? I was like, I can just almost visualize Aaron Henry traveling with the ball right now. Like, so as soon as I heard that whistle, I was like, as a travel. It's Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts, yeah, Rocket big, Watts with the those, with, with the jab step that they call the jab step every time. Is it? I mean, he just is he just not holding his pivot foot. I mean, those guys are quick to call it, man. I, they'll they'll give it on those two majority. Um, Gabe Brown gets one or once every one in yeah. a while, um, and Tillman gets called on it once in a while. Yeah, but Tillman's down the paint, and that's yeah. where they get him more so than than like starting a drive. But it. And Cash has had, had a couple I'm, I'm, lately. We're definitely going over because it's the Hall of Calls, Assembly Hall, man. They it's do, a Hall of Calls, baby. They, they do get their <laughs> there's some home cooking there. So I'll go, the Hall of Calls. I'll, I'll say it. We'll go over two and a half travels. All right, we'll count it. Count it for next week. I I just looked and I was like, how many times are we going to do this in a game? How many times we call it? And every time I was like, that was stupid. Yeah. Like some of them, I get, I get it, but man, are they cracking down on the traveling thing? Like, come on. Like this is just ridiculous. Let him play. It's, but all right. I think that's good for this week. Uh, as always, go green, go white.